So hello, everyone. I'm so happy to introduce you to Jesse because Jesse, who is here today, has really kickstarted some major shifts in my life this past spring. And I'm a completely different person right now than I was when I first started working with her. She is a manifestation coach, a mother, an entrepreneur, among many other things. So I would love for you to introduce yourself and introduce yourself in whichever way you feel called to do so. Thank you, Kenzie. And thank you for those sweet words. So yes, I'm Jessie Delo. I, as Kenzie mentioned, am a manifestation coach, which means that I help people reevaluate their current reality and break down some limiting beliefs and blocks that are preventing them from stepping into the reality that they want to be in. and really crafting their mindset and crafting their belief systems to support the reality that they want to attract and move towards. So working with people in many different realms and romance and business and life and you know really everything. Um, and then in addition to that, I have a lifestyle platform called How You Glow, which is um, a resource for people to discover healthy, vibrant, you know, life-enhancing services, practices, places, travel, anything that is going to make people feel good and expand their view of the world. Hopefully that's the intention with that. And I have a podcast myself too called Madly Forever. That's all about relationships and secrets to staying madly in love and maybe difficulties that people encounter during relationships and how to overcome that, how to work through that. And I host that with my husband. Sometimes he doesn't always host with me because he's very busy. But when he's available, we do that together, which is really fun. And yeah, I'm a mom. I have a three-year-old daughter named Amelie, who's just the sweetest. (laughs) She's the cutest person. She's my little angel, naughty angel. And, um, And then we have another baby coming next month in September. So exciting. Yeah, we're really excited about that. And yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> that's a lot. And <laughs> one point I want to pull from that is I've heard you once say on an interview, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you have all these different things going on. And I've heard you once say, I haven't considered any other options as far as being an entrepreneur and the path you've taken. And I would love for you to speak on that because I'm the same way. And I think a lot of people get blocked with just that. Is, is They have that longing to be an entrepreneur and how are you traveling and how are you doing this? And I resonate with you in that statement. It's just, I haven't considered any other options. So I would love for you to elaborate and speak a bit on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think because I I was provided a childhood that sort of supported my interests, um, whatever they were and wherever they wanted to evolve to. And I watched my mom have a career in... She's a chef, but she was like very much like a shapeshifter. She was also a podcast host like in the beginning of podcast she was working in prisons like helping women um, incarcerated women learn how to cook she was doing all sorts of she was life coaching she was you know a TV um, personality she had like a cooking show radio show she did like it all but she also did it on her own time 
So she was never like stressed out about, oh, I have to you know report to my boss or I have to do this. She definitely you know was a very hardworking, very um, I would even call her a little bit type A. She's like way more of a perfectionist than I am. I don't have that bone in my body, but just seeing her sort of craft her own reality and her own career based on her evolving interests was probably so um, you know informative to me and also just like inspiring to me. And I didn't really question that I could do anything that I wanted to do. I just sort of believed like whatever I was interested in, I could pursue. And, you know, my interest really evolved. Um, actually, when I went to Boulder, I started getting into yoga and I was studying art and psychology. And, you know, all of these different modalities that I didn't really want to choose one thing. I was just so fascinated by it all. And I wanted to weave it all together to make something, you know, greater than the sum of its parts. And so I studied yoga after graduation and got certified as a yoga teacher and then went right into my master's at NYU for art therapy and blended the two modalities to make this like sort of holistic, really deep diving session for people to use their bodies, use their minds, use their, you know, tap into their creativity and their subconscious to learn more about themselves. And I was doing that for a while. And then, you know, it's always just evolving and it's always been something that I want to do because I love it and I have something new to share or something important to share, not because I have a boss that's telling me to do something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also just value so much my time and my energy and my lifestyle. And so, you know, I, I just, I, like you said, I never questioned it. I never ever even considered, you know, getting a nine to five job. I just always, you know, trusted that I could figure it out how to make it work. And I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. And how did you manifest the life that you live right now? I mean, that's, I'm manifesting <laughs> it every single day. <laughs> that's a big question. I'm manifesting it every single day. It never, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you open your eyes, you have a choice every single day. Like I could wake up in a really bad mood today and say like, oh, I'm not grateful with where I am or, you know, oh, I, I want that and I want this and I want it to be like that. And that's, you know, my reality is then shaped by those thoughts and those, you know, that energy that I'm putting out there. But every single day, it's like a constant manifestation of your reality, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm manifesting my life in real time every day, just as you are and just as everyone is. And that's what's the coolest thing is that we can make such a tremendous shift in such a short period of time, like almost instantaneously you know, with our mindset mm-hmm. and with our, you know, with our awareness and with our energy and being really sort of like a, a skillful, um, you know, skillful investigator of our own presence and saying like, well, just like you said, like with your mom, you know, realizing that the responsibility of the relationship, how you perceive it is in your own court, right? It's in your own eyes. The the you know responsibility of greeting each day with the, the perception that you want is in our own hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm gonna pull something out of that and give everyone a little bit of context. So, I started working with Jesse this past spring, and I think working with you was the first time I've ever opened up to someone and. Uh, 
a stranger and, and it almost kind of felt like therapy in a way, but it, it was so good and it was what I needed. And when we spoke, it was a little bit like, well, what, what are you wanting in your life? And, and what are you wanting to call in? And when we would speak, I would notice that a lot of our sessions, it would be me just speaking out loud and kind of sifting through some blocks and and some issues I had. And at first it started off as, well, I want to manifest love. And when we started to get much deeper, you started to pull out those blocks that I actually was having within myself that had nothing to do with meeting a partner on the street, but it was deep insecurities that I was feeling. And that in the beginning of us talking, I would blame my mother for like, she, my mother is this way. And so I'm this way. And my mother placed this on me. And so this is why I'm this way. And you really helped me peel back that onion and show me that I I mean, essentially what I got out of us working together was, oh, I am the source. And the longer that I am just blaming someone else for how I feel, the more I'm blocking my relationship with my mom, the more I'm blocking the relationship with myself, with calling in a lover. And it was so, so healing. It wasn't what I thought working with you would be like, obviously, especially because I hadn't ever gotten so deep before with someone. And that was a point that I really wanted to pull from what you just said was we create kind of the reality we live in. And so of course, because I was waking up every single day and blaming my beautiful mother, who's done the best she's done with with what she's known for things that I didn't like about myself, that was the reality I was living in. And you really helped me see that. And then another point that I want to get into a little bit was I thought working with you, you were just going to tell me how to to manifest. And that was kind of how Mm -hmm. I thought that many months (laughs) ago. And you really helped me. And I think that it's, it's so important, whether you want to call someone a therapist or a manifestation coach, but it's so the healing that can happen from from asking for help and from receiving help and having someone else, especially when you don't know them super well, hold that space for for you is just so important. And you do that for so many people. And I love for you to speak on that role that you carry in other people's lives and how that is being on the other end and kind of what you see through that. Because I know a lot of people are afraid to ask for help. And sometimes I can see from the outside now, I just think, oh, if you just talk to someone, like it doesn't mean you're broken, but there's so much that can happen from just having someone that can help guide you through that. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's so amazing that you were able to, you know, take all those insights away and really put them into into action so quickly and to see that your relationship with your mom has really transformed makes me so happy and so happy for you guys and just claiming that responsibility and also you know for every difficult relationship or difficult person and, and I say difficult meaning just like that presents any any you know 
sort of um, complexity or um, challenging emotions when you're dealing with them, they're your greatest teacher and they're your guide to know yourself better and for you to grow, right? It's it, within the context of relationships is where we grow and that's where we expand. If we never brushed up against anybody else, we would just stay stagnant. You know, we would just, you know, be, we wouldn't, we wouldn't evolve. We wouldn't transform. So the ability to sort of claim this responsibility as your own teaching, as your own evolution is so powerful. And then really anything is possible and you've, clearly done that. So good work. (laughs) And then in terms of working with with clients and working with different people, I mean, I I really truly believe it's such an honor to have people open up to me and trust me. And, you know, every single session or workshop that I hold is always prefaced with, this is a safe space. This is a confidential space. And the more honest and comfortable you can be to share your truth, the more transformation can occur. You know, if you're censoring yourself and not really going there, then there's only, you know, a, you know, a cap on what can be done, right? Because it's all about revealing yourself to yourself. And I'm sort of your guide in doing that. But the client is doing the work, you know, I'm asking the questions, I'm helping you to reveal it. But if you're not willing to, you know, be honest about what's really going on, you can't go very far. But just like anything, you know, the the therapeutic alliance, which, you know, I'm not doing therapy with people, but it's that dynamic of really intimate sharing, like that has to be really safe and comfortable for anything of significance or of healing to happen. You know, so I think choosing who you work with is really important that you feel that that connection and you feel that non-judgmental energy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I pride myself, you know, on on providing for people. And I think even in the workshop space, when I'm doing, you know, workshops with multiple people, um, being able to hold the container for whatever comes up is a real skill. You know, it's like being able to, you know, direct the conversation and hold space for, you know, really difficult and complex conversations to take place without it being, um, without it feeling unsafe for people. Mm-hmm. Going a little bit back to your work and and the art of manifestation, something that I did not know about manifestation that you really opened my eyes up to was you told me that manifestation is what you desire is, is already there. It's already who you are. And we often just have those blocks that are blocking us from seeing that. So I when we would talk, I I would, when you would peel back the onion a bit, I would say, well, I really want a love that's so grateful of desire and lust and energy. And I want to feel powerful in my feminine power. And that was something that it was almost, I was afraid to admit because I was afraid of that. It wasn't something I had seen. It wasn't demonstrated to me. And it was something that I didn't know I could be, but I was attracted to it. And so I had never spoken those words out loud. And I had really shut myself down in that area. And you simply said, manifestation is what you already are. Um, and it's, it's, it's feeling that feeling of what you desire. And so often we are just blocking ourselves from seeing what is already there. And I feel like your work, when, you, when you're when you working with people, you really help people recognize 
those blocks. And yeah, I'd love for you to just speak more on manifestation and for anyone who may be listening, what is manifestation? And for someone who's just starting out, energy is something obviously that I talk a lot about and you talk a lot about and we kind of throw that word around. But how would you break that down for someone who who hears the word manifestation and hears the word alignment and energy and all of that? How would you break that down to kind of sum up yeah. what that was? Great question. Yeah. So basically, I mean, what you're describing is that when you have this yearning or this desire, you 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 have a craving for something, you want something, you you have this sort of quality or reality already inside of you somewhere. Like like time is happening on a continuum. What's already happened, what's happening now, and what's about to happen. You can just sort of visualize like a, a big plane with everything sort of playing out at once. Okay. And then when you dial into a frequency of energy, which is sort of like a radio station that you're going to tune into, you know, with your antenna, you're going to tune into that radio frequency. Then you can tune into that reality. That reality becomes available to you. And so our energy is sort of the predictor of the reality that we create. So if we have really low vibration energy, um, for example, feelings of fear, anxiety, um, you know, just like just low level emotions that put us in a state of fight or flight, our body starts to absorb energy. So rather than becoming this sort of magnet or this antenna that's just pulsating out energy and sending signals and really magnetic and um, creating synchronicities everywhere we go, instead that energy is going directly back inside of us. Our electromagnetic field shrinks because our body um, is cued from our mind, from our thoughts, that we need to pool those resources because we're in danger, right? So we have this fight or flight response that's telling us, you know, reserve your energy. There's a threat. There's something that you need to protect yourself from. And so this could be a real thing, right? Like maybe there's something going on that's really anxiety provoking, right? Like there's a medical diagnosis. There's a family member that's ill. There's, you know, something that's like really intense, right? Or it could be just like anxiety that is just sort of, you know, based around the way that you've been living, the way you've been thinking and just anxiety that's just perpetual, right? And that's not based on any reality or any real threat to you, but is persistent and is showing up and is like a psychological sort of sort of lie that you're telling your body, right? And so I'm sure a lot of you listening have, have felt that way before, you know, where you have this anxious feeling and there's not actually really anything severely, you know, threatening you, but your body is still in this mode. And so when we're operating from that place, we're not very magnetic. We're not really tuned into all of the possibilities. We're not able to channel, to connect with things beyond our own, you know, small little bubble, our little energy bubble. So when you become a skillful manifester, you're, you know, your goal and your practice is to tap into that space where your energy is expansive. Your electromagnetic field is wide open and you can start to connect with these different realities, these future realities without leaving the present. It's actually about tapping into the present but it's creating your reality in the present to reflect that high energy state 
that beautiful magnetic state that believes anything is possible. So something that would probably block us of that a lot is judgment and what's good versus bad. Totally. Labeling. Yeah. Labeling experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think... And labeling ourselves. Yes. I notice in my life, the more I greet each thing without labeling and judging it, the less I feel affected by it and the more open I feel like I'm starting a few different ventures in my career. And I've just put this to the test in the past couple of weeks. And one day I get really great news about my, you know, a, a distribution center that's really great. And I think, okay, I've got that. And then the next day they can't fulfill that. And I used to just completely go up and down with, with all those moods. And I've watched myself start my new ventures that I've been doing lately with out judging and labeling what's good and what's bad. And same with relationships and friendships. So you can go to dinner and you cannot. And just little things I watch myself not judging the situation and staying completely open. And I find myself staying in an open, expansive state most of the time and feeling less affected by the, all of those things. And Going into that on a deeper level, I've heard you before speak about a breakup, which I'm sure so many people listening, this would be a great subject for so many people. Yeah. Just how that breakup shattered you, but at the same time, just opened your eyes to a life beyond your wildest dreams. And I love if you told a little bit of that story because we all have those dramatic experiences in life. And yes, you are someone yes. really just, it's just guided you in such a different direction. You've seen that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's the perfect segue actually, Kenzie, because that, that idea that you're describing is trusting the universe, right? So when something is, is a door opens or a door closes, you don't label it as like, oh, that sucks or oh, that's bad. That's good. It's like, okay, this is, I'm going to like trust that this is, you know, this door is closing for a reason or this door is opening for a reason. And I'm going to trust that if something is not aligning and not coming through or not working, it's not meant for me, right? And so with the breakup, um, you know, so I was dating someone, you know, thought that this was my be-all, end-all person, you know, so cozy in the relationship. And then one day out of the blue, he broke up with me and my world really turned upside down. Like I felt that feeling of the rug being pulled from underneath me. Really heartbroken, really, um, you know, just so devastated, you know, initially. Um, after the initial sort of anxiety, you know, state wore off and that initial heartbreak, which, you know, is a natural process. And it's actually a beautiful process to feel your identity sort of be broken open, right? Like your identity to what you thought your reality was sort of shatter is a really powerful moment. Um, and that moment where I, I was, you know, really down and out, I was able to sort of, you know, shift my perception pretty quickly. I'd have to say, I think I had like a real like week or two of like really feeling the heartbreak. And then this wave, this like tremendous, really powerful wave of gratitude came over me, not only for, you know, the the experience of just what I was going through and how like 
awakening it was. Like I just felt more alive than I'd ever felt. Even if it was painful, it was, I felt just so alive, like in a euphoric way almost. And also I just felt so grateful for being released from something that clearly was not meant for me. And I didn't know what was in store. I had no idea what my future held. Um, You know, I was thinking that I was going to marry this guy and we'd have a family, blah, 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 you know. But who knew what the future held? And clearly, I was trusting that it was something way better than I could have ever imagined. And there was a plan. And I think oftentimes when things come out of the blue and you don't choose them, that you're being redirected by the universe. You're being redirected towards something better. And if you don't shut it down... So I, at that moment, said, okay, thank you. Thank you for releasing me. Thank you to the guy for breaking up with me. Like, Thank you for really like honoring your truth so that I can live my life wherever that's leading me and facilitating that process for me. And I really, you know, didn't look back. Like I didn't pine over him. I didn't want, you know, want him back or think he was the one for me because clearly he wasn't, right? Like he had decided he wasn't. And so that to me, meant that I wasn't the one for him and that we had better things, both of us in our future that were more aligned. And so I think the acceptance, the acceptance piece is so huge because I think a lot of people resist that, um, that moving forward and trusting that there's something better. And I think people stay in you know, bad relationships or just mediocre relationships because they're afraid. They're afraid of what, what's to come. But that trusting of that you know, there's more out there if I believe there is, right? And if I trust that there is. And then, so I had this amazing seven months of travel, of exploration, of dating, of, you know, just really like living my life and discovering myself as, you know, someone in my mid-20s who hadn't been single in a long time and working and just really, you know, leading with my heart, kind of what you're doing now, Kenzie, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's similar to what you're doing now. And, and I was in such a state of magnetism. Like, can I tell you, like, literally it would be like, I'd end one trip and then like someone would invite me to this other, you know, trip somewhere else that was like, and then I'd meet like a best friend on that trip. And then I'd meet another person who would like introduce me to this, like it was just all flowing in such a beautiful way in such a fun way because I wasn't worried. I, I, I didn't feel like I was not in the right place. I didn't feel like I should be doing something differently than I was. I was allowing it to unfold and enjoying the moment, right? And I was also just really nurturing my interests, nurturing myself, working on myself, um, you know, not thinking I was supposed to do something else or find someone at this time or, you know, and so then I went on this dating app because a friend of mine started it, the, the app Raya. I don't know if, if you've heard of it, Kenzie. Yeah, um, I have it. And I actually went back on it when I heard your Raya story. <laughs> so I think how many years later in 2020, it's just not the same. I don't see anybody like your husband on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was beta. It, it was beta mode. It, it was beta mode when we were on it. So there was only like I, I'm not joking. There was like 20 people or like less than 100 people on it. And so you would see like every time someone new came up, you'd basically see them. And you know, we met very you know early in the Raya. Raya really wasn't open to the public. Raya used just, to be great. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so we met each other and connect or whatever matched. And um, gosh, there's not even any words. Just we met each other and it was truly this... I mean, the first date, I say, like, I didn't even feel a romantic connection necessarily, just this soul connection. Like I knew him, like he was just someone that I already knew so well and that I know, like I knew I would know him for a long time. And he, after our first date, called his mom and said he, he met his wife, which it, um, <laughs> really is crazy. But but then our second date, I didn't obviously know he did that, but our second date, we went for a hike and, you know, we like, Went and got smoothies and made out, and you know, but the whole entire date, the whole entire second date, I knew this was my husband. Like, I called my mom immediately after and said, Mom, you're not going to believe it. I met my husband like 100%. And, and of course, there's no way to really know that. He could have proved me wrong. I could have proven him wrong. But we both had that feeling like in our bones, in our cells, that this was our person. And it's like the person that's like beyond your wildest dreams that you didn't even ever think existed, right? That's just like, so, uh, you know, just so everything that your deepest soul wants in this lifetime. And that's who he is. Um, and yeah, so like when that moment, you know, occurs, you're like, oh, it all makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> like, thank God. And then there's even that deeper, deeper level of like, thank God I'm not where I was, even though where I was in the other relationship, I was happy, right? Like I... I wanted to marry the other guy. I thought I was having, you know, a great time. But the level of love, connection, partnership, just like it's mind-blowingly exponentially different. I couldn't even put it into words. Um, and who would have known, right? Who would have known? But I was redirected. I was, and that's sort of honestly a lot of the work that I do now is really inspired by the magic of the universe of everything that sort of transpired and and our and our love and our relationship and I work a lot with couples and I work a lot with helping people to manifest love um, and that's a real interest of mine because I'm so honestly so grateful for what I'm you know experiencing in this life with my husband and um, and I want other people to experience that too yeah I I really believe gratitude is one of the biggest things that one could possibly have slash do to put themselves in an expansive state. I had a moment with working with you. You're so big on journal prompts. Mm-hmm. And I usually have my biggest realizations through writing. And you really put me back on the path of journaling. And there was one journal prompt that had me reflecting on, on how far I've come. And so I pulled up my New Year's resolutions from a year mm. ago, ago mm-hmm. and I read through them and my New Year's resolutions were so surface level, but I had hit every single one. I'd say they were very materialistic, but I hit every single one. And one of them was like, make money working for yourself. And, and, I, and I had done that that year and I had hit every single one. And then you had me do... You had some journal prompt that had me reflecting. And I remember as I was writing, feeling this deep sense of gratitude for every single thing that had happened to me that in the moment felt hard, that had felt Mm -hmm. terrible. It gave me such a sense of gratitude for who I was and where I was now. And it has really opened my entire world up. And going back to just 
what you were saying about where you were in your life is where I am now. I truly believe gratitude has gotten me into that space because it's every single day I wake up right now and I'm just so grateful. It's like, of course I want to fall in love. And of course I want to have a baby. Like I really want a baby. That's, I think about it all the time. And Mm -hmm. I, and I want to have that experience, but I no longer feel afraid that that's not going to happen because Mm -hmm. I'm trusting that it will happen when it needs to. And just your story about how you were traveling and all of that, Seven months ago, I was so dead set on my little place in Beverly Hills. And this is where I was. I was going to live in LA for the rest of my life. And da, 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 da. And (laughs) just finding that sense of gratitude and having that moment of like, wow, I can be open. I can just go where kind of my heart is calling me to go. And every single day I follow that and something opens up more and it's everything is just so in tune. It's like that hotel has a place and I can go here and know my friend can meet me here. And it's not going against the grain anymore. And I do believe that it's because every moment I'm so grateful. It's not, I don't feel... I'm so grateful for everything that's happened, the good, the bad. When when a roadblock comes my way, like something falls through, I just, I'm grateful because I know it's putting me on that path, the, the path I need to be on. You really open yeah, up. It's expansive thinking, yes. very expansive thinking, realizing that's, that everything is happening for you, not happening to you. Right. And so, in that way, you don't shut down and your energy doesn't close off when something doesn't go how you expected it to go. And it sounds like you've really released a lot of expectations and you're just allowing whatever, you know, comes up. And of course, you're steering the ship with your interests, with where you want to go and what's, you know, whatever you dream up. But like, if something is, is, you know, for whatever reason, steering you in a different direction, you're open to it. Mm hmm. I think that's a really powerful shift that anyone it's it's not an easy shift but it's a really powerful shift that anyone could make right now no matter what situation they are in in their life to completely change their life. And absolutely absolutely and yeah and taking the responsibility for that that gratitude and it's not just saying like it's not just writing a gratitude list or saying I'm grateful but it's really tapping into that feeling of gratitude? Like what does gratitude feel like in your body? Can you... And a lot of times it takes people to be in like very difficult situations to tap into that. Once they're out of it, they're like, oh, I'm so grateful that that went you know, how I wanted to. Or like it almost got... This almost happened, but it didn't. So I'm so grateful. But if we can tap into that without you know, those experiences, um, you know, we're ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. And I love to kind of wrap things with a takeaway. And I think this is a great place to do so. There's two things that I love to kind of have you elaborate on. One is journaling. I noticed that you were big on journaling when I was working with you. And and if anyone has the pleasure of working with Jesse, you will see that as well. But I love for you to speak a little bit on the importance of journaling. It's something that I show mm-hmm. a lot and I, I get a lot of questions like, how do you journal and, and why do you journal? And I think you're a perfect person to ask this question to. Yeah. So 
there's a lot of different styles of journaling. When you're working with me, um, a lot of them are prompts that I'm you know, directing towards you to get you thinking about things in a certain way or to reveal certain things about yourself. So those are you know, very much more specific, targeted prompts that are revealing yourself to yourself which is a big goal of journaling, I think. But for anyone just wanting to get started on journaling, it was also a big part of my art therapy practice that I had with people. And I would have them do uncensored stream of consciousness writing, which is basically just writing whatever is on your mind um, without censoring, without stopping, without you know even thinking too much or you know, oh, this sounds stupid or, oh, I spelled that word wrong. It's really just like whatever thought you're having, you write it down. And what this does is it sort of like drains your brain of all the clutter that's going on. We're always thinking so many different thoughts, um, often which are repeated from day to day. So we have a lot of negativity, um, most of us floating through our brains that just sort of, they make our reality murky. And they make us feel weighed down. And so if we can start our day by just doing this like mental dump of all of these thoughts that might be cluttering our brain, we're already off on like a lighter foot. It's like taking out the trash before starting your day, right? You mental me, You had me put a journal by my bed for a few weeks when I was waking up with a lot of yeah. anxiety. And it really helped. <laughs> totally, because you're not alone with it then. It's not just like... You know, circulating in your brain, and it's like often in a in a mental loop, right? Where it's just like playing over and over again, or you're trying to figure it out. It's like once you write it down, you're addressing it. You're you can work through it, or you can just you know get rid of it. And so I think journaling is it's like mental hygiene in a way. Just like you you know brush your teeth, you wash your face. Journaling is a way to to become aware of what your thoughts are. And that's a big thing that I work with people on, just taking inventory of the most common thoughts that you're having on a day-to-day basis, what's taking up the most real estate in your mind. And do you like it that way? Is that something that you would change if you could? And how can we start to like prune away those thoughts that are not serving you? And sometimes it just takes literally like the awareness, the writing it down to say, oh, wow, I'm thinking, I didn't even realize I was thinking this every day or I didn't even know where did that thought even come from. And the more we think a thought, you know, it becomes a belief and then the beliefs become almost invisible because they're automatic. Mm-hmm. You know, so when we can shine a light and say, oh, that belief system, that has expired, that no longer serves the reality that I want to be living in. And how can I craft a new belief system that, best supports me. Um, that's a really powerful practice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's so funny. It, it just looped here because what I really wanted, what I thought we would end with was how you've, and you've said it in this, in this recording, but you've spoken about the story you tell yourself is the reality you create. And so uh-huh. there's a strong importance of the inner dialogue and the stories we tell ourselves. And journaling could could be a tool that someone could use to help recognize what the story is that they're telling themselves. And yeah, I think that if you're, if you gave us a little takeaway on the importance of our inner dialogue, that would be beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head that we really are, our inner world is what we project onto our outside world. We're creating a mirror with you know, whatever's coming at us is really a reflection of what's going on 
on the inside. So if we become really mindful and really aware and really conscious about our inner world and really tending to, you know, not to be cheesy, but this like inner garden, right? That we prune and we nourish and we water and we give sunlight and we do all the necessary things to make our inner world vibrant and healthy, then our outer world will reflect that. But when we neglect ourselves and when our when our thoughts are creating this you know, story based on a past, past belief system or toxic belief system, no matter what you know, is happening externally, you're going to view it as that. You're going to view it through that lens. And so the first place to start is really evaluating without judgment, without you know, criticism of yourself. Just like, what is the lens through which I see the world? How would I describe that? You know, and can I shift that to reflect the reality that I want to see? And can I also, you know, enhance my inner world to create a more vibrant, you know, magical external reality? Mm-hmm. And, you know, really move towards the storyline that best serves that. Mm-hmm. That is it. that's it yeah it's not easy by any means you know it's not it's not it sounds a lot easier said than done i know but the thing is it's just first yeah it's shining a light on places that have been maybe pushed down or been um you know in the shadow so when you reveal something yeah there could be some pain there could be some growing pains right but on the other side is freedom and it's authenticity and it's and it's the real you and it's limitless. So it's worth it, you know, tenfold to go into that place and really, you know, illuminate what might be in the darkness. And live a life of truth. And yeah. put yourself in a position to receive everything that is meant for you. Exactly. Just allowing yourself to receive. So many people don't believe that they can or that they should. And so the the thought process blocks it before it can even come through. Mm-hmm. Or they don't believe that they're worthy. Yes, totally. Something you really opened my eyes up to is just realizing or just changing that language of like, I'm worthy of this. Yes. A big shift. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I mean, you're such like, a seeker and such an amazing example for people who's really living their truth and not afraid to to shift into whatever your your heart and your soul tell you to go towards. So you should be very proud of yourself, Kenzie. Thank you. Jesse, you're so beautiful. And where mm-hmm. could everybody find you? And do you have anything coming up that anyone might be interested in? Yes, yes. I actually just released um a manifesting love course, a comprehensive guide to, you know, really everything we've been talking about, really diving into yourself and your patterns and patterns around love specifically and how to attract the the life and love of your dreams. So I just released that on my website with which is jessiedelow.com. And then my Instagram is at jessiedelow. And then there's also how you glow if you want to check it out. Um, howyouglow.com. And Madly Forever, if you want to check that out, <laughs> my podcast. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's, I think that sums it all up. But thank you seriously so much, Kenzie. It's such a pleasure to chat with you and 
thank you for sharing this with your audience. Um, I'm very grateful. Of course. I'm very grateful for you. And I'm definitely going to do your course. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I think you would love it. There's a lot of great journaling prompts in there that you would like. I love meeting journal prompts. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. You'll like this. For sure. There's a guided meditation in there. Oh, yes. That was another thing you really helped me with. That was big. I loved your meditations. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll enjoy the rest of your stay in beautiful Aspen. Where do you head next? Are you going back to Boulder? I, yeah, I have no idea. So I'm going to, Sabelle's here with me. She came and met me. We've been exploring. Then I'm going back to Boulder. And then I've got to go back to LA at some point, but I am going to get rid of my place. (laughs) (gasps) That's exciting. It's just so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I feel like when you close a door, another one opens. Totally, yeah. I'm going to put my stuff in storage and kind of go where the wind blows for a bit. I, I might go to Hawaii for the fall and I really want to go to Europe. So... Sounds yeah. amazing. I just had... I think I'm having the year you had. Is just I realized I can work wherever I want to work. I am so much more inspired when I'm able to just do what I want to do. And um, there's no reason to just be complacent if it's not fulfilling me. 100%. Oh, sounds amazing. I can't wait to follow along and see where you... All the adventures you you take and where you <laughs> go. It's really exciting. That sounds like the best. And just really enjoy this time. It's such a special time. Yeah, I am. Thank you. And I'm so excited to see the baby. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. Who is she? <laughs> oh, are you excited? Yeah, we're so excited. It's funny. Amelie's been like, you know, we we have this room set up for, for the little baby, but just a bunch of old Amelie's clothes. It's Amelie's just been every day just putting on all the baby clothes on, oh, her, on her body. <laughs> so she's getting really excited. It's hilarious. Every day she comes out with like a tiny little outfit on. I'm like, ums. <laughs> Oh gosh. That is so cute. She's going to love it. It's going to be so good for her too. Oh yes. I know. I caught her talking to herself in the mirror the other day. I was like, okay, it's time for a sibling. Yeah. (laughs) She needs... Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. Um, But Kenzie, thank you so much. And I can't wait to see where you end up next. And yeah. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for everything and let's stay in touch. Absolutely. Absolutely, my love. Okay, well, have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And give me a follow on Instagram if you do not already, which is at Kenzie Burke. And I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day.